This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Let's get right down to it. We have the great Charlie Hurt, Washington Times opinion editor, Fox News contributor. Charlie, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. And oh, man, Larry, it's great to talk to you, as always. Well, if you didn't do it, we'd get a special counsel to monitor you. <laughs> All right, how's that? I mean, you don't think I this is... This isn't political, is it? This isn't weaponizing the Justice Department, is it? It's incredible. And, and not only that, uh, Merrick Garland admits it, it, you know, in, it, you know, in his announcement, he said the reason we're doing this is because Donald Trump announced his plans to run for president. Yes. If that's not political, I don't know what is. Yeah, you're right. That's, and you know what? I forgot about that. That's exact, that was in the statement. <laughs> what a dope. I mean, really, just <laughs> terrible stuff. So, um, where is this going to lead? I, I thought I, Trump spoke last night. We're, I'm down here for this America First conference in Mar-a-Lago. He spoke. By the way, he, he was very temperate about it. He didn't go crazy. He even cracked a couple of jokes. I mean, he's very, he's, very, he's very angry about it, but he didn't go nuts. But the point is, he's, he may, that stuff, we, I thought it had gone away. This whole National Archives document stuff had gone away, and January 6th had gone away because they got nowhere and proved nothing. And then here it comes back again with a special counsel. What do you make of that? I think that it reveals, it reminds us just how much of a threat the the establishment in Washington views a guy like Donald Trump. Mm. And it, 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 it proves our sort of our worst suspicions about how much the, the political apparatus in Washington desperately wants to prevent him from becoming president uh, again. And, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, and the thing that really frustrates me about it is that, and, and you and I have talked about this, you know, going forward, if, if we want to, to figure out how to unify the country and, and move on, the worst thing you can do is mistreat President Trump, treat him unfairly, treat him unconstitutionally, and thereby mistreating his millions and millions and millions of loyal supporters mm. who want him to be treated fairly. If we're going to have an open, honest, vigorous debate about the leadership of the Republican Party going forward, it has to be done on, on the merits and on the issues. Mm. And that's the only way forward. And I see it as a very bright path forward. Um, I, I, I realize there are a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives who are scared of it, but they shouldn't be. This is, you know, Republican voters can handle this. They can make wise decisions. And, 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 and I don't even know that they necessarily go with Donald Trump. They mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. decide against going with Donald Trump. But if you want to, if you want to guarantee a fractured party, then treat Donald Trump and his supporters unfairly or unconstitutionally. Continue pursuit using the Department of Justice to pursue it. Think about this, Larry. Donald Trump is the only person that we know of to ever run for, the, for president twice and both times under investigation by political opponents who control the federal government. Mm. That's what Merrick Garland announced on Friday is that the federal government is officially pursuing Donald Trump during a presidential race. And it's the exact same thing the, Ob- the Biden-Obama administration did uh, the first time he ran. Yeah, that's right. Pretty scary. That's right. 
Did you see, I didn't see it because uh, I've been traveling a bit, but the Washington Post wrote something that said basically in terms of these uh, documents uh, at Mar-a-Lago, um, they're really just personal effects, that that came out like a day or two before um, Merrick Garland's announcement. I didn't see the article. I saw reference to the article. We've always thought these were just personal effects and that, um, you know, classified documents about nuclear war was all a whole bunch of nonsense. And anyway, Charlie heard, you know, Trump has said, so to the National Archives, tell me what you want and I'll give it to you. He said that. Yeah. In fact, it's people have said and, that a and, bunch of times. So what's there? I don't understand this whole investigation. And, and not only that, the Washington Post also reported that uh, DOJ officials who are leaking like sieves trying to, at every turn, trying to destroy Trump also acknowledged that there, there is clearly there was clearly no intent to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about purloined federal you know, documents, executive privileged documents or whatever, you know, from the from the executive branch, uh, you, you have to prove intent. In order to pursue it, but it's all bumpkiss. It's all, you know, the, the, the harsh truth about this is, and we can criticize Trump for how he handled, you know, boxing up materials and leaving the White House. Mm-hmm. But the idea that we're going to bring about a constitutional crisis about records that he and he alone had control over when he was president and, and you know, maybe, quote, unquote, improperly or, quote, unquote, properly, whatever, walked out of the White House with. This is not something you pursue a president over. This is – you want – that's a guaranteed constitutional crisis. And if it were anyone other than Donald Trump who, you know, causes people to lose their senses, that we, we, and no one would think that this was some sort of crime. You know, the things that, that we don't – prosecute presidents for doing in office this is at the bottom of the of the list of those things i mean it's insane to me if the day before the day before president trump left office he could have sat on the truman balcony and made paper airplanes out of every one of these documents (laughs) and floated them out into the audience Mm -hmm. and there would have been nothing wrong with it and then the next day because he boxed them up and, and had them in a secure location at Mar-a-Lago, the next day, suddenly it becomes a national crisis, constitutional crisis, where you have political opponents in the Department of Justice pursuing Donald Trump, the ex-president, and and threatening him with jail time? This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. And and if, and 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 I, you know, and I get it. You know, it's no way to win an election. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Donald Trump needs to focus on the issues. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about this stuff, you're not going to win mm-hmm. an election because people don't really care. But we should be shocked. Everybody should be shocked by this. This is a this is a horrific uh, mistreatment of our Constitution and the, the, the separation of powers in our government. You know, it's a litmus test for that. Um, the Wall Street Journal editorial page which basically hates Trump and goes out yes, of their way do. to say that. They uh, defended Trump today. They said this special counsel is a real bad idea. <laughs> they came out against it, which amuses me no end. They're all friends of mine. Yeah, that tells you something. Uh, but it does tell you something. Now, Charlie Hurt, you don't suppose over the course of this uh, primary campaign in the GOP that um, 
that the DOJ is going to leak anything from this council, do you? <laughs> Probably all to the Washington Post, and, and who knows? Maybe even to the Wall Street Journal editorial page. Who knows? But but, but it does. It, you have to admit, it does kind of remind you of of this time in 2015 when everybody, the Republican establishment, the Democratic establishment, the government establishment, everybody was against this guy. And 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 I and again, I keep going back to the same thing. You know, I want I want the Republican Party. To be healthy and strong, mm-hmm. and and I think that that the republic certainly the Republican establishment wants that too. If the republic if the Wall Street Journal editorial page wants a strong Republican Party, the mm-hmm. best way to get there is to give fair, open, wide open debate for Donald Trump and his supporters. And if you shortchange that, if you short circuit that fairness to Donald Trump. You're going to see a horribly fractured Republican Party go into 2024. Republicans will lose. They will lose to Joe Biden. They will lose horribly. And the only and the way the the way that happens is if Donald Trump and his supporters are not given fair and equitable treatment now in this debate. And that's what I worry about, Larry. I really do because I I think that these people, um, our friend, your and my friends in uh, in sort of Republican establishment circles. They are so blinded by their hatred of Donald Trump and their fear of his um, uh, populist appeal that they're they're going to actually hurt themselves by doing far more damage by trying to short circuit a fair and equitable debate for the guy and, and, and not the guy, but his supporters. Well, that's an interesting point, because uh, Trump's speech Tuesday night on when he announced for president again was chock full of policy substance, policy achievements, Biden criticism, and then policy, future policy agenda. It was a good speech for a change. He did not uh, air the election denial grievances. He did not trash talk anybody. It was really, uh, you know, top-line speech. And everybody trashed the speech after they got through <laughs> trashing him for the election. But that's what you're saying. He needs to have his due. By the way, I suspect that even those inside the GOP, Charlie Hurt, who don't want Trump to be president, do want his policies to be restored. So on the issues, you know, I think people better listen up. I mean, we'll see what uh, DeSantis says and Pompeo and Mike Pence and so forth. But I'm going to guess most of them are going to agree with much of what the Trump policy agenda was. I, I would like to think that certainly the voters who are over Trump love his policies. I do think that there is a faction in the Republican establishment, the establishment of the Republican Party, that are still very uncomfortable with his more populist, uh, you know, pro-border security, for example, is the best example, um, uh, and some of the trade issues. Uh, but but there, I, I do think there's a there's a, a plank in the establishment of the Republican Party that is still very uncomfortable with a lot of those issues and and they don't and and, and sort of you know uh, hating on Trump is kind of a proxy for the fact that they're uncomfortable with those issues and but whatever the case uh, again it comes back to the same thing if you if you if you want what we all want which is a unified 
serious Republican Party with serious solutions to address serious problems, then the way to get there is to have a debate on the issues, not on Donald Trump. And I agree with you. I thought that speech the other night was fantastic. Um, it was, I, I guess it was a little bit low energy by Trump standards, but that's a good thing. The, my, my only criticism, I wish, he, I wish he would truncate it down to a 32-minute speech, get in and get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, good, uh, luck on, good luck on that, so. <laughs> good, good luck on that but, one. <laughs> but but as, as, we, as you and I have both told Mr. Trump personally to his face, the issues that, that, that Donald Trump and Donald Trump alone brought to the table and used to reshape the Republican Party and used to win the election in 2016 by stealing Democrat voters away from, from the crazy Democrats – that's what he should focus on. And, 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 I, and I'm not even saying he's wrong about his complaints about the election. I thought the election was horribly unfair. But the problem is you can't win an election talking about elections. You win elections by talking about the issues. And yeah. if you want to fix the corruption in the elections, you have to win on the issues. Then you can fix the problems in the way elections are handled. Charlie Hurt, you got another 10 minutes for us so I can take a break. I want to come yes, back sir. and talk about this. You're wonderful. I want to talk about the Republican House with 222 seats. So thank you ever so much, folks. We've got the great Charlie Hurt from the Washington Times and Fox News contributor. I'm Larry Cutler. We're going to take a quick short break and then come back and finish up with much more with Charlie. Stay with us. I'm Cudlow. Larry Cudlow on 77 WABC. This is the Larry Cudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Cudlow. We're here talking to the great Charlie Hurt, Washington Times and Fox News contributor. Charlie, um, uh, welcome back. We can cut the music down. Thank you. Let's be sharp in New York, kids, because we're doing this off-site. Um, Charlie, <clears throat> 222 seats in the House, slightly larger margin. Um, Kevin's got himself a little bit of a fight. Not sure who else, if not if not Kevin, but you tell me what you're hearing down there and, and where this is going to land. So obviously um, he's got a, a bit of a problem unifying the party and uh, with, as you point out, very, very little wiggle room. Um, I do think there are probably a couple of uh, holdouts who will never be convinced, but I do think it's important to remember that, um, in in the over the past however many years that Nancy Pelosi has been speaker for or leader of the Democrat Party, for example, um, she has faced equal similar odds against mm. her mm-hmm. um, with with Democrats vowing, especially back when we still had there were still sane Democrats in the House, which mm. there are very few left anymore, but there used to be more. Um, and, uh, and so, and, and every two years we would have, we would all, you know, the press would go into hysterics, but, oh, this is going to be the year that we're going to have some brokered fight over speakership and it was going to, and she was going to lose out and somehow Batman was going to become speaker generally. And this is true going back, you know, over a hundred years, generally, even if you have a little bit of a fight at the end of the day, Republicans rally around and they realize, okay, uh, this is our, our, our best shot, and they'll rally around Kevin McCarthy. Um, it's a tough job. Mm. It, I mean, I, I wouldn't wish that job on my worst enemy, 
And so, in a lot of ways, kudos to uh, Kevin McCarthy for for wanting to take it on because uh, it is so hard, especially if you believe in uh, allowing your your caucus to have a voice, individuals in your caucus to have a voice. The reason Nancy Pelosi has been successful is because she she does not allow for any dissent whatsoever. They're <laughs> brutal over there. And uh, but I do. But in the end, I think that, that Kevin McCarthy probably winds up uh, maybe not getting every single Republican vote, um, but just simply because there is a little bit of wiggle room. But uh, I, I, if I had if I had to bet on it, I would bet that he winds up being. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I had him. Uh, I interviewed him. I guess it was Thursday. He was in fine metal, fine spirits. Um, but I don't know. I think he's going to figure out a way. Anyway, who the hell else are they going to get to do it? Nobody else is going to exactly. do it. Actually, as you say, it's going to be a pretty hard job. Would you want to do that? Uh, actually, if somebody asked me, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you actually would probably unify the party. You, I got you, the you whole would be a consensus pick. I've got the whole thing mapped out. <laughs> We're going to be the stewards of economic prosperity. Um, do you think the mainstream media uh, understands the significance of a Republican House? I mean, I don't really know that it's sunk in yet, to be honest with you. They're still talking about, you know, Kevin's battles to become speakers. But the bigger picture is uh, Biden's agenda is basically finished. He can operate. Um, he can operate pen and telephone, I suppose, with the executive regulations. But all money bills originate in the House, spending and taxing, and that's going to include Green New Deal stuff, and that's going to include the IRS stuff, and that doesn't even include the various oversight things that Jim uh, Jordan and Comer is going to do. You follow me? I mean, I don't think that people understand how important this is. Only time in history we've ever seen the party in power lose control of the House, lose the speakership of the House of Representatives in the first midterm, and somehow the media portrays it as a loss. <laughs> it's kind right. of incredible. Right. And then, yes. and, and, then, and, then, and then you bring on people like Jim Jordan. Uh, you know, the media talks to people like Jim Jordan and talks about some of these very, very gravely serious issues that are going to mm. be investigated. And then they immediately put him on the defensive, and they ask questions like, oh, do you think you're going to get this done in two years? Do you really think anybody cares about this stuff? Mm. Well, you know, I mean, could, could you – where were those questions back when, when the media and Democrats were making up out of whole cloth all these ridiculous, obviously untrue stories about mm. uh, Trump being some puppet of Putin and hotel mm. rooms in Moscow and all this crazy stuff? That they that they literally peddled for five years. Um, I do think it's incumbent upon Republicans and Jim Jordan and and Republicans investigating these very important issues that that, that you never open your mouth to talk about Hunter Biden mm. or any of the nefarious dealings of the Biden family without reminding voters that this has nothing to do with Hunter Biden and hookers and cocaine and all the mm. creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. It all has to do with the Biden family earning millions of dollars from foreign governments in Ukraine, China, Mexico, and around the world in order to change our, our foreign policy and selling out the American uh, people and the American taxpayer and changing government policies 
because the Biden family was paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That connection has to be made every time. We don't care about the hookers. We don't care about the creepy sex tapes and the cocaine and the crack or whatever it is that the guy does. We don't care about any of that. What we care about is the American people being sold out China or Ukraine or Mexico in, in, in an effort to enrich the Biden family. That's and, and, and Republicans have to come back to that every time they talk about these investigations. Foreign influence peddling, foreign influence peddling yes. for big money to the Bidens. Father was involved. Everybody knows that now. We've known it for quite some time. We just haven't been able to hold hearings about it. Democrats try to ignore it. But I think Newt Gingrich has a point here, Charlie Hurt, and that is uh, in terms of the oversight, how about 10 percent, maybe 15 percent, but the rest of it should be policy stuff. For example, and this is my uh, pet hobby horse, um, we need energy security. We need to take the handcuffs off oil and gas. I'd like to see an H.R. 1 that does that, permitting bill, pipelining, all the Green New Deal stuff. Trump called it Green New Deal socialism the other day. I think that's about right. So I, I got Republicans have to lead us back to economic prosperity, Charlie Hurt, in our last minute. And it all has to be on issues, like you say. But even even with in terms of gas prices, if, if you're talking about the nefarious dealings between the Biden, the corrupt dealings between the Biden family and mm. Ukraine or wherever, bring it back to gas prices. Oh. Everything has to come back to the issues. Good stuff. Charlie Hurt, Washington Times, Fox News. Can't thank you enough. Have a fabulous weekend. Folks, uh, I don't see you. Oh, and you too, Charlie.